Welcome to Cat Chat. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday, November, the last day of November, and we head into December. We took a couple-week hiatus as Tyler got through uh, um, the playoffs and postseason and grew a beard, and, and, you know, he had to come back a whole new person. Um, So, but welcome. We got some good things today. Tyler's got some, some big big news we're, we're, we'll get that we'll get that going here um uh, with, with tyler um so today we're talking about the different leagues and and what they mean for recruitment there's a lot of different leagues out there ecnl regional league ga mpl all kinds of stuff happening right now um so we're, we're going to talk about the leagues we're going to bring in uh, matt middlestat from virginia rush who's, who's a legend uh and so we're gonna we're gonna kind of get started today's episode is uh, brought to you by Park Place Java. New sponsor. Order coffee online. Never run out of coffee. I drink coffee all day. Uh, I go to sleep with the jitters. But uh, <laughs> Park Place Java, you can never run out of coffee. You can have it shipped to you once a week, uh, every other month, once a month, or however you want. Just never run out of coffee again with Park Place Java. We're going to dive into it. This is CapChat. All right, so I want to start. I, w- I want to dive right into good news because it's the last day of November, and Tyler, you, you got some good news. This is this is a CapChat Live exclusive. It has not been announced on any other airwaves besides print. Tyler, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Josh. Uh, other than me growing a beard, which you mentioned, um, yeah, we. Uh, our coaching staff here at the college was just named the United Soccer Coaches Midwest uh, Coaching Staff of the Year for the region. Very cool. Our listeners have been following along with them. Ring- did you ring the bell when you did it? <laughs> what? Did you, did you ring the bell? At, at, um... I, don't, they don't, I don't think they let coaches ring the bell oh, okay. on campus. You know, more of a player's thing, yeah. Congratulations, man! I mean, that—that's thanks. Talk about how you got nominated for that. I, mean, I think that's a big deal. I, I, we need—we need everyone to know the legend that we're dealing with here now. Oh yeah, uh, nominations I think are based upon um, if your team qualifies for the national tournament, um, or in our case, uh, if your coach was named um, and coach staff was named the coach staff of the year for your conference, and so that's how we were nominated for uh, the region award, hmm. which is bigger than the conference. It is, yes. It's many conferences. Yeah. How many te- how many teams were in that region? Roughly. Uh, probably around thirty six. Wow. Congratulations, man. The the, Thanks. the, leg- the legend of Tyler continues. Let's yeah. Let's hope it continues to continue. Yeah, they're gonna put a fountain up there of you on campus before you. Know. <laughs> hey, in today's mind though, who knows? They may come. I mean, if if you have a losing season, someone's gonna pull the fountain down. You're gonna get canceled. Yeah, and the Thomas and Fountains coming monuments. down. <laughs> you don't want your statues and monuments to, to stand forever, <laughs> you know, I guess. Well, congratulations, man. That That is that is really, really cool. So I'm um, proud of you for that, man. And uh, I, you, you kill it up there. You do a good job and been at Culver for quite some time and, and, and continue to build a really quality program. So um, congratulations on that. Well, thank you. We had a, we had a good season. Uh, you know, that, you know, a coach doesn't win an award 
by any means unless, you know, the, the players do the work and, you know, we had a really fun year and, and we're just kind of reaping the benefits of that as a program, yeah. which is always fun. Well, very cool. Well, let's keep with the the Tyler train. Um, Ruthie is proud of you as well. We're going to head into Tyler's trends and then we're going to bring on Matt Middlestad, who is a legend here. But let's uh, let's uh, see what Tyler says. It's time for Tyler's Trends. Uh, hey, Josh, do you have any uh, sad music? Oh. Or are all your noises happy because you're such a happy guy? <laughs> I don't know if I have sad music. Um, I mean, this is kind of like... Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's the best I got. If we had a drum beat to that, we could make it sad. Because I guess if you're... <laughs> My, my wife says I snore still, so I, th- I guess that's kind of sad that I snore. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. What's the, what's the uh, you know, it's sad. It, it's sad. It's a sad trend, Josh, because we've talked about it a lot. Uh, we've warned about it a lot, uh, and now it's kind of it's happened to me a couple times here, uh, and that is the um, the no contact find out via social media uh. turn down with someone you've invested a. Special time in. And it, do, it doesn't hurt, Josh, with every kid because some kids are less interested than others. But for the ones that are seriously interested and you get to know the family and everything like that, and then you you find out in a different way, it that that one hurts a little bit more. So that that's a trend that uh, mm. you know has happened to me recently, unfortunately, and it, it, it just it makes me more sad than anything, and it makes me want to like. Um, you know, get on the. I, I try to get over it quickly, but I can't. But I'm like, get on the phone and be like, hey, that wasn't the right way to do things. Uh, do, do, you say, I mean, do you say? I mean, do you say that to him? I didn't. I didn't. I, I never have. I don't know if I ever will. Um, but especially in, in some cases, like you know, if for some for some coaches, they get they find out, and maybe the student's going to a two year college, and it might actually help. Uh, that student in the next process to to learn something like that. But uh, even then, uh, for me, I. I, I typically choose to not say anything about it and 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 hope that some coaches listen to our podcast and, and educate their, their players the same way and in a better way. Yeah. That is sad. I feel bad for you, Tyler. It no, you know what though no. I tell you, I do I remember this and, and um it, it is especially some recruits you take pretty personal that you think you have this really good you think you establish a good enough connection that that you they would tell you and it's not like a random person like you're talking you know you're talking to one of 10 people but you establish a good enough connection that you think you know what i i think i i felt like i deserve i i think i did, i felt like i deserve that yeah and so uh, I'll, I'll get specific on this one um in, in this situation this student was really close to qualifying to compete for one of our like higher scholarships because of grades good grades do i know this person yeah. And it, no, you don't. Okay. And it turned out like they were like, if it's three point seven five to compete, they were like a three point seven four. And so, but the school drew, drew a hard line, you know. They're like, I'm sorry, coach. There's nothing we can do. This person can't compete. And you get like a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars or whatever it is for competing, you know. Yeah. And so I, I said, you know what? We'll make up that money uh, from us that you would have gotten for competing. 
Uh, and so I, you know, we reallocated some things to make that happen. And so, you know, that's when I thought, okay, well, I'm going to really, really try my best here to, to make things happen. And then, you know, you find out that way. Hmm. That's a bummer, man. Hey, you live and you learn, you know, and that's all you can do. Recruiting is a tough game sometimes. And, and you know, I, I think this year's class, talking to a lot of coaches out on the road and, and recruiting, and there it is. Like I can sit back. It's a tough game. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, it's, it's been a tough season, I think, in the, on the recruiting trail, and uh, we're all going through some – it's a roller coaster of a day, Josh. Well, you look, this is what you learn when you're coaching. You know, you kind of get crushed like that, then you get some good news about something else. I do. You do. It's just coaching is a weird, a weird game. It is a vicious game. Well, that is good. We continue that with with everyone. Of talk to coaches. We're, we're and we're going we're going to ask Matt Middlestad what, what he thinks about this one too. Um, we're going <laughs> to bring Matt on. Um, Tyler's taking notes. So, um, Matt Middlestad is from, from Virginia. Rush the technical director, national technical director for Rush Soccer of the region um, as well. AC Milan fan. Um, I think he <laughs> fell asleep. So, he, yeah. From Virginia. Oh, oh meet like Virginia. He's I mean, in Virginia. He's doing here. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. What's up, Matt? Josh, how are you now? Good. Meet Virginia. She doesn't care about <laughs> uh, all right, Matt. Did you hear Tyler's? Tr- did, you, did, you, did you listen to Tyler's trends? No, he wouldn't let me in. Sorry. Oh, so when you're on hold, you don't even get you can't even listen. Mm-mm. Oh, that seems silly. <laughs> now, listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the most savvy with this thing you sent me. So maybe I could have, but I just was watching a game instead. So <laughs> now that makes sense. Okay. Tyler's trends. We've, we've, we've been talking about the lack of communication with, with between coaches. If they, when a player commits to a different school, the letting a coach know, um, we've talked about it relentlessly on this show and, um, Tyler brought it up again because it, cont- it continues to happen of the lack of communication. And, and um, so it, it is a problem I think we have in the club world of, of just that of not communicating with, with college coaches enough. So, I can see that. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to dive into a topic. Matt Middlestad is uh, live for the first time. So if he curses, we'll try to go back and edit that. <laughs> I, I have a, I have a stop button ready to go. Um, <laughs> so yeah, hopefully, uh, it's just gonna go uh but we're so we're talking about a topic that uh it may turn into a two-part series who knows there's a lot of leagues happening right now in the united states and trying to to navigate through there from a club perspective from from a college from a recruitment perspective there's a lot of i think misinformation every every league thinks they're the best um and the the newest one that just popped up is from um, the N- NSSA that it, they they started the National Competitive Soccer League. NSSA actually is, is a sanctioning body like U.S. club, um, and they do it for really, really cheap. So instead of $25 for a U.S. club card um, or USYS, you, you pay like 5 bucks, and now they start their own league. Um, 
so another league that is across the country and um, they're tied in with the National Independent Soccer Association, which is the third tier of women's soccer, um, which then get them up to Women's Independent Soccer League, which is in the second tier of soccer. Uh, that So they actually have a promotion relegation. Um, who knows? So, uh, Matt, I'm going to let you just bite bite off the, the first thought here on the leagues i, I know i know kind of how you feel a little bit about, but i'd love to just kind of let you talk about leagues and what it means for, from a club perspective and and, and kind of take it i mean to be honest with you like you said until you sent me that link about these new ones i didn't even know about these new ones yeah i, I feel like um i mean obviously the running joke is what alphabet soup are you playing in today um and everybody will sell their league until they decide they need to move to another league and then they'll tell you how awful that league was. And this is the new league. This is the league you should be in. So I've just noticed it's a it is a slippery slope at times. Um, and, and I believe I was talking to our, our good friend, Hoxa, out in Hawaii one day. And, and we were both just going back and forth on different leagues and trying to help out rush clubs and doing things. And we were like, I just missed the day when, when the clubs were judged on the players they were producing and not necessarily what league they were playing in. Um you know, it, it was a it was more of a badge of honor to be like, yeah, we have eight national team kids in our club currently, instead of just a patch on my sleeve that says where I play when, and, and no national team players. When did that? Cause I, I mean, when did that shift? You know, I, I mean, I'd be honest with you, I would probably it, looking at it, it hasn't been long. I didn't think so. Yeah, seven years ago, five to seven years ago, because I know um, when I was at Arkansas Rush. Our big goal was just producing players. Like, obviously, Arkansas is a bit different that, you know, you're trying to get your hands in leagues, but there's no real leagues to be a part of. So our our focus was, cool, let's just produce players. And, you know, obviously we had Thomas Roberts that came out. They got signed by FC Dallas Mm -hmm. when he was 17 and is now over in Europe playing. And you're like, yeah, I'm super proud of that. I don't know any league championship they won on. But Thomas is playing overseas and and making a lot more money than all of us, probably combined. Yeah. (laughs) And, and that's more of a proud moment as a coach than, well, that's great. We won our East NL Regional League at U13. Okay, congratulations. But did that kid still play when they were 19, 20, 26? I mean, are we producing players that are leaving with the love of the game? They want to come back and be coaches yeah. and give back. Um, or are we just so wrapped up in leagues and, and different ideas on – well, mom and dad want me to be in this one because this is what they said is all the best competition. Okay. I think I Very think difficult slope for sure. I think you I hit, mean, with the parent, that's the you hit that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, the the big ones I think everyone knows ECNL, um, and then ECNL now has a regional league, which is weird. And now like now the conferences in the regional league are tripling in size, so they went from like ten teams to thirty. So I, I can't imagine there's 30 teams in the Midwest that are that high level. And then you have the GA, which used to be the DA. Mm-hmm. So and now that's that happened overnight. And then you have M- – oh, I forgot about M- MLS next um, yeah. on the boys' We're side. We're going to need a new alphabet soon, to be honest with you. I'm telling you. It, it, <laughs> yeah, and then the, then the NPL, the National Premier League. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have the Midwest Regional. The re- and it's – I think they're so diluted, though, and – for you as a club standpoint, what is I, it, does it bring value? Because I mean, you can we talk about the parents' perspective, but at one point you go, I can't change the parents' perspective. So, 
does, how much Correct. value does it bring to to you as a club to be to be in a league like this or any of well, those? Well, basically, it would have to do a little bit with you know from a business standpoint. What is your area desire? Do they want to be in this league versus this league or this league versus this league? Um, and, and you almost have to uh, you know balance it a bit. Like, hey, perfect, we're going to get you in this league, but then today as a coach. I'm going to make sure I'm producing players just within the format of sure. You want to be in this league. That's great, but I still need to produce the player you need to become. Um, so you have to sell the leagues to the families, but then coach the way you need to coach and coach the way you know how to coach and start helping these kids just become better players and pull the focus from the league. Once you get them in and not so much, you know, dine and dash on them or anything, but you just try to, you know, you have to manipulate things and make it work for you. Um, because I mean, we hear it tons of times. The East Coast is is different. Like when I first got here, um, DA was here for the boys. ECNL was was big on the girl side. Um, so then that came about. And Virginia is a, it's a, it's not a weird state, but it's a different state where high school soccer kind of won the battle back in the day with the DA. Um, so really, in the entire state of Virginia, when I first got here, there was only two or three DA clubs. Um. Because high school soccer was really, it's and it still is, it, it's really big here. So convincing a lot of those, so then you had all the high school coaches fighting against it. So it was kind of a, you know, I walked in and I was like, what in the world? Why is everybody fighting about something? Like we're just trying to help kids play soccer. Um, so now it's obviously changed. There was an MPL league here that now has become an ECNL regional league. So all they did was rebrand. Same clubs that were in it, they just changed the name of the league. Um, and a lot of it here was. Uh, top ECNL clubs put their second teams in the ECNL regional league. Yeah. So they even called it for the first year here. I think they even called it ECNL two before they came up with this regional league name. So it's here. It changes even, I don't know, like you just sent me that new link. I'm I'm sure I'll get an email about it. Matt, why are we not looking in this league? I'm like, good gracious. Because I found if you, if you keep chasing the leagues, you're wasting time with the kids on the field. And it's like, Hey, let's find the right competitive league for our kids that helps them produce and helps them learn in the right environment they need to learn in. And then if you conquer that league and you need to find something new, great. We need to find something new. Um, it's kind of the, the sell, but you know, with memberships and, and around the country stuff, it's what have you done for me today? What are we going to do tomorrow? Hey, we won that game. So obviously we don't need to be in this league anymore. So what league do we need to be in now? Yeah. Do, do you, th- is the GA, are, are they, can you play high school soccer in the GA? Or, I believe so. I believe so, yes. I think so, too. I'm okay. pretty sure you can. Now, what do you think about the MLS? You can, I think, in the MLS Next with a little bit of leeway, I think. Okay. Now, the MLS Next, maybe just because it's tied to the MLS, seems like that league, it seems like a good league. I don't know. That, I mean, I've seen some of the teams play. They look pretty good, but I, have you? Mm-hmm. What do you know? Do you know much about the MLS Next? And, and uh, a little bit, a little bit. There's only maybe a handful, maybe three, three to four clubs in Virginia that do it. Um, and I, I've heard good things about it, but all those leagues are a little bit different. Like the Florida guys that are in the MLS Next will tell you how fantastic the league is because they don't have to leave Florida very often, and they get numerous games. Now you roll into the Midwest, and my travel could be. I got an MLS next team in, I don't know, Springfield, Illinois, but my next game's in Cincinnati. Yeah. What? So everybody will have a different perception on how it is with travel and 
the next closest city, the next, you know, closest club, club for competition levels. So on the East Coast, I think we obviously we get a, a bit of an advantage. I mean, because so many major cities are within driving range. You know, you can be in Philly in four hours. You can be in New York in six hours, you know, and there's numerous clubs here. There's numerous clubs there. So you're always going to get a different perception just on your geography a little bit. Um, so I've heard mixed messages on, hey, it works great in Florida, like I said, because the travel's nothing. But the club out in Arizona that has to get on a plane every day for a game, okay, well, then that's a little bit of trouble. Or Colorado or, you know, because the West is obviously way more spread out than, yeah. than we are in the East. What are some of the requirements, though? So you talk about these because I know you've looked at different clubs and or different leagues. Does the, does the requirement really change? Like if you're going from East Nail to – to MPL or Midwest region? I mean, not so much. Most, most leagues that I've found and just working with kind of helping clubs and doing different things, a lot of them have the same match day standards. So to, so to speak, um, standards of your club, how you want, how they want you to kind of operate, how they want you to handle things, you know, what level licensing they want, you know, things like that. They're all very similar to me. Um, but really then day it's, you know, I can write down the greatest plan on a piece of paper, but, if I can't actually do what I'm saying out on the field, then, you know, well, why is this team, their, their business plan was fantastic, but they're 0 19. <laughs> so it is a definite balance that you have to have a good business model and you have to be able to execute what you want to do on the field as well. Matt, how do you advise a college coach to navigate the different leagues uh, or should they even care? Or, you know, what do you think their approach should be in the recruitment process? Um, that one to me is difficult. Like you almost like, I mean, first, I guess, say a small prayer and hope you find the right kid in the right place. Because <laughs> um, it's very interesting. So we have, there, there's a there's a few D1 schools ar- around us. Um, and we're, we play in a, a national league, the club champions league here. Uh, it doesn't get, you know, obviously if I'm a divisional coach, I'm at East NL events, I'm at, you know, MLS Next events, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And it was interesting because we sent our, I think it was our 19 girls while we were at the Hub, they were at the NCFC Showcase. Mm-hmm. And when the D1 coaches called me, it's like, hey, man, I, I, I got to watch a little bit of your team. I didn't know about this girl and this girl. And I'm like, man, you're 20 minutes away from me. You, you can come out and see him every Tuesday. So I look at that sometimes I'm like, you know, from a from a club standpoint, I, obviously I was I was upset and I was like, so I've got D1 talent that you don't even recognize and you live 20 minutes away from me or 30 minutes or 40. And I'm I'm sitting there going, okay, well, am I doing a disservice or is that college coach doing a disservice to not to reach out to least clubs in your area and say, yeah. hey, can I come out Tuesday and catch all your older girls? Can You know, can I do something? And then, you know, on the flip side, so for a club same, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not in the right league. Like my kids are getting overpassed and it's not because I didn't think they were good enough. They're obviously good enough but nobody's seeing them. So how do I balance that with, hey, I got these these girls or these boys in front of the right coaches, but, you know, we live in Virginia Beach. Do I need to go all the way to Dallas, Texas to make sure the coach that lives 20 minutes away from me sees them? <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a strange thing because obviously as a college coach, you know, you, you're booking out your showcase schedule, your recruiting visits, you know, I, I, I'm sure different levels have different requirements for what they can and can't do and you're like okay well i'm just trying to maximize and i'm gonna go to north carolina you're like man i'm right down the street from you you didn't have to travel and you could have got these three kids for easy in state but i think so it's to me it's 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 difficult and i don't know how to 
suffice it other than just every once in a while just reaching out to the local colleges around be like hey this is here this is what we have feel free to come watch i can send you video you know what i mean it's yeah it's difficult for sure but i think i think what you 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 guys went to a showcase and i think Mm -hmm. i think regardless of leagues and i don't i mean tyler i mean you're you're hot on the recruitment trail right now but coaches don't and i never did i'm not driving four hours for one east nail game i'm not driving four hours for one ga game or mls next game like i'm going to a showcase like matt you know visit raleigh's a massive showcase to begin with right and they were not on any fancy team they're on virginia rush va rush oh three oh four and the girls and we're pretty fancy someone someone reached out to them and they went and watched them play i don't think i don't know i mean tyler if you get two emails from one that's on an ECL team and one's on a Virginia Rush team, I mean, does do you watch one over the other? Um, yeah, I think I would. Um, but I don't think it's the same. I think, and, and you know, Matt kind of mentioned it, I, I think, like, for, like, the women's side, the men's side, there's, there's the top division. And then, to me, there's everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I measure it, to be completely honest with you. And I don't measure it that way based off of what everybody thinks. I measure it that way based off the players that we've gotten from those levels and how they compare to other players. So that's, but, and so it, to me, it is objective. I mean, it's subjective in my opinion, right? Because it's, it's my beliefs, but I'm not trying to like take away from any other league. You know, I, I think after, a top league from the top league for me, I'm recruiting the kid, you know, I'm not recruiting the team or the league that they're in. I'm recruiting the kid. Uh, so I think there is a separation line for me uh, until that's blurred more. Uh, I would, I would go after the top level kid uh, first. Yeah. Yeah. And about, you can see it. I mean, so if I'm on an East L team compared to a Virginia rest team, well, I know that, that kid has hopefully been challenged every game they play and the league we're in, we might get out of 15 games. 10 of them are really good. Yeah. Five are going to be, you know, Hey, we're going to win this. It's going to be okay. We're going to win it. We're going to try some new tactics, blah, blah, blah. But in the ECNL, maybe it's 14 out of the 15 games are a little more higher level. So those kids are coming out of those leagues a little more battle tested, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, I've been in this mix before coach. I know how to fight through things. I know how to do things, um, but it is it is difficult. It is. I, I don't think there's a you you can put it your, your thumb on it and be like, hey, this is the way to go. Oh, I think you're, I you think know? you're right. I I think I don't know if you see a full ECNL team play, they're going to normally be pretty good. I think that's a, but I I don't know about the other ones because the thing is is you look at it you know clubby club which is. You know, in MPL and GA, it, the entire you have to fill an enti- you have to fill every age group. So yeah. you know you're feeling okay. You know, Matt so six boys, just one state. Okay, they're good, and so now he's in, you know, the National Premier League. But maybe his 05 at, at Virginia Rush is awful, and the 05s just get battered every time because they have right. to put all these in there because the 06s are really good. Um, so I think that's the thing. Like, if you have a really good 06 team. And I want better competition. Your entire club yeah, has to the whole club with you. You, you what? Yeah. You have to. 
hey, everybody get on their back because yeah. we need to do it for these 16 kids. Right. And then three or four, because yep. I know there's teams in the GA that are just getting smoked. Um, right. Now, I haven't heard that much with ECNL. I don't I don't know. Like, I'm sure it's happening. I don't know, yeah. Um, I, and I think, and maybe this is, you know, Matt, you said that they've been kind of tested. I think the, the difference is, and this is what I, I think if coaches did a better job, you know, is they, they, they get battle tested. Because they 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 care about Correct. they care about wins and that's it and like you said Matt, like let's go and get battered let let's mm-hmm. they need to learn to lose they need to learn to fail and if they're constantly the best player we're not helping them for the collegiate game and so I think that's the only benefit like an East Nail does is because it forces that competition and f- because it's truly about winning and coaches lose their job as an East Nail director if they don't win and. And so that's that's I think the focus on that, and and I think if we could do, like you said, Matt, if coaches would do what they need to do and be okay with getting in, instead of going to the second bracket in this tournament, go in the top bracket to to, to really dive in. Um, mm-hmm. I I think that changed. Now, good luck changing that perspective, but <laughs> um, I figure it out. I'll write a book, and we're all retiring. Yeah, sure. yeah, no, <laughs> ab- absolutely. Um, yeah, no, so I, I think it is. I mean, you know, we're in a situation. Your local league, though, is a pretty good league, though, right? Yes. Yeah. And it so it does really well for. And don't get wrong, it does really well for our needs. It, it's exactly what we need. Um, but like you said, you know, we have a few teams that are slowly getting to like, okay, well, what's next? Yeah. Um, and you're like, okay, well, do I really need to move the entire club into something because I have one or two teams or? You know, do it's it's one of those weird caveats where you're also like, okay, do I let these kids go off to someplace else where they can get better? Um, but then the sad part is a lot of the kids are like, coach, we want to stay here because obviously we are getting better. Like mm-hmm. you're helping us. We want to do this. We want to do that. Um, so it's one of those weird, you know, kind of catch twenty two things, I guess. Tyler, do you know coaches that will say, "I'm only going to recruit an East Nail kid"? Um. Well, that I mean you be really tough to fill an entire roster at every level with that. Obviously there aren't <laughs> enough kids, <laughs> but um, you know, the, the, a lot of the division one coaches, that's where they're just going to spend the majority of their time. It doesn't mean that they'll fill their whole roster there, um, but that's where they'll start. Um, and that's where they'll, they will aim. Um, and, and, and once again, it's because they feel like they've reaped the benefits from some of those players. I feel like if they had another club or, or coach or team they were comfortable with, or even league that they, could get players from and have success with, and they believed in that, I think they would wholeheartedly go that direction too. And to be honest with you, Josh, a lot of it is a little bit of networking as well. Um, you know, it, it, slowly over time, a college coach would be like, you know what, I will call Matt because he's not going to send me some limit. He's going to be honest. He's going to say, this is this, this is this. Um, and even, you know, on, on that showcase, a little topic, like it's done wonders. And, and I know you've met her, our, we have an 06 girl that's in the national pool. Mm-hmm. So when she goes to showcases, you know, coaches show up to watch and they walk away going, well, goodness, I'll take that center back. I'll yeah. take that defensive mid. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. So every once in a while, really, if you get one good player, they can attract coaches to come watch. Mm-hmm. They're going to walk away going, man, you got like six or seven good players. Yeah, I, I know. Mm-hmm. It just took you a while to figure it out. Yeah, but yeah here they are. Because, you know, so you have that kind of caveat as well. So it kind of goes back to, well, if I'm producing good kids, the school still might show up no matter what league I'm in. Yeah. They're going to show up and realize, 
well, there's a lot more good kids here than what we thought. And I was like, yeah, not just the one that, don't get me wrong, the one's fantastic, but it helps that she's got a really good center back in front of her. Yeah. Well, it, it, it I helps. Didn't see that. I didn't see her on the video. <laughs> now I see her. Yeah. Well, and it helps that the reach now. I mean, that's what coaches, I still believe that showcases are the, the number one way to get, to get, to, to get scouted. And I think one of the things, mm-hmm. and I don't want to pick on East now because I do think, I think for girls, I still believe East Nail is the top league in, in the United States, full blown East Nail. But they get this misconception that I'm East Nail, I don't have to do anything. Like, no, right. you still do. Like, just because you're just because your jersey says East Nail, coaches aren't gonna magically flock to you if you don't reach out to them. I mean, and, and I think that's the misconception that that I that I have with these. The problem I have with these leagues is they parents think and players think it's an easy button. Oh, I'm East Nail. Right. And unfortunately, yeah. it's happened with the regional league as well. I'm East Nail regional league. Okay, great. You're probably a, a, a dang good player. You still have to reach out to coaches. You know, mm-hmm. um, for sure. You know, there, there's and they get this misconception of oh, oh, you know, I only East Nail really sells at Division One, and that's probably for them. But they're like, I mean, there's thousands of other schools out there that, that need to fill rosters, and I, I don't, you know, I think that's what these leagues are doing, and and they're. They overpromise things, and it's like, oh, I'm in this league, and I'm in this. And now, now all of a sudden, you have instead of three really good leagues, you have ten highly diluted leagues. You know, and, and you can be, now, a, you're like, you can be a twenty-time national champion. Yeah, exactly. Summer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, someone used to win a national champion. That was a big deal. And now it's just like a national champion. What? Like, you know, yeah. it's. Um, oh, I have one of those. Hold on, I got one of those too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're gonna start our own league. We we'll have a rush league, and we're just gonna win it every time. Like, we're gonna crown the national championship ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So that, yeah, it, it's a tough one for sure. Yeah, I think it just goes back to reach now. I don't know. I, I, it's I. You can't. I, I can't pound that in kids' heads full enough. Agreement. You know, mm-hmm. full um, agreement. Like, hey, that's great. You're in East now, and there's more coaches there, but you still have to contact them, right? They're not just gonna magically walk by your field and be like, "Oh my God, look at that one! Mm-hmm. Great, awesome!" No. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the books. They have to open and be like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be on field three at eight, yeah. field four at nine. Then I got to go. This, I don't even get to watch the full half. Second half, I got to be on field 12. Yeah. <laughs> I got to squeeze in a sandwich somewhere. But they're not just walking by with time to kill going, oh, let me just stop and check out this game. Yeah. Yeah. The reaching out is, no, I don't think, it does not matter to me what league you're in. You have to reach out. Yeah. You, you have to reach out and you have to make contact. And kind of like Tyler said, you got to start building relationships because they're going to start just recruiting you. They're not going to recruit your whole team. Mm-hmm. They're going to recruit you. Yeah, I, it's yeah, I and mean, I think that's the you know, like I said, it 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 does have to be a fit for for each each person, each club, each um, you know, some clubs are in, in a tough situation, you know, because they they're constantly, you know, I think they're they're getting diluted right now. Um, and you know, like you said, Matt, I, I'm with you. I think this is such a new thing. That these, the, I, I mean, at one level, I, I wonder if all these clubs fold at the same time, or all these all these leagues, or I mean, they fold at the same time, and that's going to be a nightmare. Or they just fold once a year, and the new one crops up, like like the GAD, the DAGA. I mean, that was, right. um, you know, who knows? And, and they, you see these players traveling, you know, like some, from Virginia to 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 California. Like most kids go three hours from home. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they're and these parents are spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars just to travel, and like your kid's sat in the bench, 
but they got the patch. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> you fly all over the United States to go 30 minutes down the road to college. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorite. Those are my favorite. Yeah, I, I, I I think you know. I think. Why the, did we go to San Diego? You went to the local school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people want to leave? You know, and, and no, I mean it's. I don't know. I, I struggle. I and I do. I mean, you got these young kids that try, and it's fun to travel. Don't get me wrong, but you, you hit a point. You go, okay, it, leagues. You know, we, we do these. You know, Matt. You know, they've been, Tyler, you've seen the regional showcase teams. There's opportunities to just to go play and get in front of coaches. I think if you don't go that right. route. No, I don't think it matters what league. I, I, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, get in front of coaches, do what you're supposed to do. Um, and but I think you know, Matt said it, it's it's a personal thing. You got to sit down and say what's best for your family, and you got to ask them a tough questions. Listen, kid, do you you know you you keep telling you don't want to go far from home? We're, we're not gonna. I'm not flying every weekend to go somewhere. <laughs> um, right. You know, I, I'd rather drive to drive to those schools and, and and spend the money on ID camps and and seek in front of twenty schools. Um, right. I don't know. I mean, I, it's kind of how I am on leagues, but I mean, any, any Tyler, any final thoughts here on on, on leagues? Um, no, I mean, it, it was good for me to hear uh, Matt's perspective on uh, making those connections, um, understanding. I think it, I, a lot of college coaches need to understand, right, the amount of talent that's out there. It's not just on one field. You know, there's there's so many different opportunities, um, and you don't have to recruit via uh, league, you know, I, you can recruit via connections and via people and via players and, and still have uh, a high amount of success with the way that you do things. So um, I think it was really good to have him on and, and kind of give us that perspective and, and understanding of where some coaches may be coming from. Listen, one of the funniest things I ever got was we were, we were some showcase. I had a college coach. I think he's got like three or four of our girls now over the last five years or something he's like hey i really don't want you guys to go into any other league because then other people are going to see you i know i can just call you and i can get your kids <laughs> well, that's a smart coach yeah. he's like hey i don't think you need to be in that league man just stay in your local leagues because what you guys, you guys are good are. you guys are good there <laughs> you guys are good right there nobody knows about you i can just pick up the phone and get three new kids next week <laughs> you know you know matt and you say this and, and, and you know i do think it's i think it's I think that's where club fails kids for not having your mentality. I, I, I do. I mean, and I, I don't want to, well, I do, I will build you up. I mean, there's, there's a reason that you're good at what you do. And, but I think club coaches and entirely, I, I don't, I don't need names, but I'm sure you have club coaches. You don't trust at all. Like if, if coach Steve sends you an email about this kid, that's six foot two with a great left foot, you're like, this kid's got to suck. Um, I mean, and, and you see that all, and, and they're so overinflated egos. They're so, they don't care about developing a player. It's all about the wins and losses. And I, I, I wish more people were, Matt, were, had your mentality. And Matt, you know, you said, we're not chasing leaks. We're building players. And I, and I, I have to imagine that that's an unpopular stance in, in the club world to say, yes. I'm not chasing leaks. You, you want NPL? Go ahead. I, I'm going to, I'm going to create a player. And I'm going to build players. And Euro Six Boys just won state and, and advanced on like it beat the na former national champion, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so you're you're it's working, but I have to imagine that some at some level, you're do you lose players because of that? Oh, for sure, for sure, and it's difficult. It, but one thing I've always found that if you really want to honestly create players, you have to start providing some stability. And if every oh, year I'm moving the yeah. goalposts, or every year I'm doing things different well coach you just 
how am I going to be a left back when now I'm wait, the left back position doesn't exist anymore in this new thing. You know, just a little bit of stability every once in a while. Don't get me wrong. If you know, if if your leagues do this and, and you end up, hey, you know what? We produce a lot of kids. You know, this league's not providing the competition we need. Of course, you look for what's next or going this way or going that way. But the end of the deal, to me, that's that's just where I play on Saturday and Sunday. But is my environment Monday through Friday on the training field? Is it still the stability and the environment that's helping create these players where they don't? They don't care where they're playing on Saturday, Sunday, because they know they're prepared for it no matter what. That's follow follow that follow up, Tyler. That's uh... <laughs> no, no, that's good. I trust him on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's so true though. I, I I do, and and it is sad, Tyler. You talked about you know the the um the sadness of uh... <laughs> the sadness of the day. No, but it it is sad when you see players that their parents I only want to play in this league. Well, good luck. Like, okay. You know, I lost players, and I'm not being arrogant. I'm, this has nothing to do with me being a good coach, but I lost players from my 06 team because, oh, I'm going to go in this league. I think I get better exposure to college coaches. And I looked at the parent mm-hmm. in their eyes and said, hey, do you know what I do for a living? Like, <laughs> like, I, like I got 11,000 coaches in my back pocket, and you think this other coach? I'm like, you've lost your mind. I said, but best of luck to you. That's the only time I actually kind of snapped back. I'm like, you, you, wait a second here. I played this song out. A sassy. I said, girl, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead and go to another league over there. <laughs> that, that is, uh, I listen, from a coaching standpoint, it, it's hard not to take it personal. But it, it, sometimes you just look at it like, I, I just, I feel sorry for him because hopping from this to that to this. Well, now you've, you're, you're three years later, you're four years later. Yeah. You're on your fifth coach. You're trying to figure things out, and, and you miss your prime, developing, building, you know, because you know, and it's probably been, you know, four or five years, and slowly I'm just like, because kids are asking me all the time, coach, why do you coach so much? Why do you coach so many kids? I'm like, because in order to honestly help you as a coach, I have to have a relationship with you. Yeah. Like we have to have a, we have to be able to have personal conversations. And if you're just new to the club, and I just met you two weeks ago, and then you leave next week, I can't help you. And then even if you show back up two years later, I still don't know you. I, I can do my best, but I can't help you. I, I can, I'll try, but it's very difficult and, and so sad to see sometimes what, well, my daughter's U11, so we we're going to move over here because this, this club might be in the league that we want to be in in two years. And then you, and then they come back three years later, like, yeah, it didn't work out. Well, just sometimes you just stay the course. Um, it, it, I see that way too often. Yeah. Chasing the league, not staying the course. I got a new coach this week. All right, our coach was losing games, so they gave us a new coach four months in. Now I got to learn a new relationship. I mean, it's just like it's too much. It's like you know what? I can work from you from twelve to eighteen, not be your full time coach for six years, but just know you over the next six years, and I can probably help you way more than if you played in the MLS Next League for six years, National had, Competitive so, Soccer okay. League. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or the National Competitive Cycle League. You've had 12 coaches in the last six years. Uh, all right. Well, we are uh, – I'm going to wrap that. I, I knew this, this – uh, I, I think these are topics, obviously, you can, we can continue to, to chat about forever in these, in these leagues. And it, it is a, an ongoing topic, and I hope people will, will listen. I think they're, they're I mean, fantastic advice. Um, 
you know, Tyler, congratulations. Tyler is the, the Midwest region coach, the staff of the year. Um, congratulations. So it's Thank good. You. you guys have the beards for, for November. Are you shaving <laughs> tomorrow, Tyler? Is that no? No, this is my playoff beard. I just, I'm just lazy now. <laughs> we got eliminated. I just didn't want to shave it. I just didn't want to sh- I feel like it's too soon. It's still too soon. Yeah, that's right. Too soon. Too <laughs> soon. Hold on to that. So. Um, well, cool, guys. It's uh, Matt, as always, I, I, I appreciate your conversation. I knew you'd have some – I lo- love your insight on this. I knew you'd have some really good insight on uh, on the leagues. Um, you didn't have to bleep anything out, dude. I, I did I'm, fantastic. Thank you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I, uh, I, I was going to tell you before that we are you try going live through it, so um, <laughs> won't slip up and say anything. So, um, but yeah, guys, thanks thanks for joining. Last day of November, as always, uh, well, our new sponsor is uh, you know Park Place Java, ParkPlaceJava.com. You can order that to have coffee shipped directly to you. Never run out of coffee. Um, Tyler's not a coffee fan, so I'm going to ship him a ton of it. So he has to drink it on air. Uh, My wife would be very happy. Okay, so we will we will ship some coffee for Jessica and Desi, uh, and uh, <laughs> you might as well start her out young. But uh, other than that, guys, thanks so much for joining, Matt. Thanks for for hanging out with us today. This awesome, has been uh, thank you for having. This has been Cap Chat Live, everybody. Thanks for listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. Be sure to check back every two weeks for new episodes of Cap Chat exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. My name is Josh Tyler, and this is Cap Chat.